Well, good morning, Europe, because guess what? It's the Uptime Punks, and we bring to you the hottest, most important updates about... GaiaX. And the reason why we're doing this is because together with our partners from Echo, we're coming together and we're going to create a monthly special edition podcast dedicated just to the topic of GaiaX. And we hope you guys enjoy it. And to put it in a nutshell, we decided as the Uptime Punks, the pioneers out there, we're going to bring to you the update from Europe's most favorite country, which is the UK, live from London. This is for you. Good morning, Europe. Good morning, Europe. Your Gaia X updates, live from London, by the Uptime Punks and Echo. <laughs> So our lovely guests today are Andreas Weiss and Sabine Wilfling. I think they will introduce themselves um, in detail afterwards, but so much for their job titles. Sabine is Unit Lead Public Government at Share Group and um, what Share Group does with GaiaX, she will explain, I'm sure, uh, shortly. And Andreas Weiss, who does not know him yet, um, <laughs> Anyone, any one of our listeners who doesn't know him yet, shame on you. Go and listen to the episodes we've recorded with him. He is our Gaia X Connect, head of digital business models at um, Echo. And um, Andreas, what's new in the Gaia X world? Hi, thank you, Tim, and welcome to everyone. Uh, well, what's new in the GaiaX Cosmos? Well, what I can state already, the formal entity, so-called the GaiaX ARSBL, has been now registered officially two weeks ago, and it's uh, now getting into, let me say, normal operational model, whatever this means. Um, and therefore, we had a so-called deep dive on February the 17th with an overview of various use cases. And uh, further on, some details about, for example, policies and rules. So what is the, 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 the list of requirements to be part of this GAIAX ecosystem? Then we talked about architecture and furthermore about the architecture of standards, because this was one of the key messages of GAIAX, build it on top what's already there instead of invent something new if possible. And uh, last but not least, the GAIAX Federation Services. Uh, probably you, you heard already that uh, ECHO is driving this project uh, as a PMO, Project Management Office. And we want to turn these PowerPoint sketches into real functional code. So this is one of our key challenges here. Um, and um, in parallel, I'm, I'm talking to a lot of initiatives like the, the Automotive Alliance, like the Financial Big Data Cluster, also the science community organized as uh, EOSC, which is the open, European Open Science Cloud. To, to synchronize the GAIAX core services with the user requirements, because if we fail in this matter, uh, I think uh, it, it doesn't make sense to move forward. So we need to understand what are the user requirements to provide appropriate services. 
Um, another highlight uh, was a public session to inform about a so-called IPSE. Now, what's that? Have you ever heard about <laughs> it? I have never. Uh, this is an Sounds important <laughs> project of common European <laughs> interest. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's something, uh, if we have a problem, we have to make an IPSE. So <laughs> a problem in terms of market failure, for example. One of these IPSEs is, for example, the development of the battery centers. So, so develop. Uh, batteries in in Europe, as well as an IPSE for for microconductors, uh, semiconductors. So everything where we need to do something in terms of the resilience of the European economy or the high level objectives of the European Committee, Committee. Uh, then then we need to 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 uh, establish a so-called IPSE. And the IPSEs are about disruptive and ambitious research and innovation beyond the state of the art in the various sectors, followed by a first industrial de deployment. So this is different to these so well-known Horizon 22 or Horizon Europe projects where you really invest in R&D, wherever with the IPSE, you really go into the market. So there must be a first industrial deployment. And also actions by beneficiaries uh, to generate positive spillover effects. And um, this is really what we need to bring together. So there's not just one country who can uh, drive an IPSE. There must be multiple member states who are really willing to, to drive forward in this sense and uh, bring, uh, uh, bring the, the interest together. So this should be really orchestrated on a EU level. Uh, and it is planned to build an IPSE on next generation cloud infrastructure and services. And it's quite obvious mm -hmm. there is a direct relation to GaiaX. Uh, so stay tuned on this topic and we will report an update. Great. Um, so this time. means you're finally getting your hands dirty then, and basically. So all the theory stuff is, all the theory is becoming reality and um, you're getting your hands dirty. So. Yeah, you have to dig in the mud uh, now. We have to dig in the mud now. And especially really because you guys took over the, the project <laughs> management now, which is um, hopefully will show now some results in short and then, of course, long term. Um, so, Andreas, you brought with you today a lovely guest, uh, which is, um, well, well, maybe you introduce her yourself and tell us why you brought her with you today. So, uh, Sabine, it's, it's your turn, or just let me introduce, welcome, and uh, according to your title, you must deal with the tough guys, because you're unit leader of public government by Share GmbH, uh, and uh, I think when it comes to digital transformation, it's not easy to talk to them, and if you can give us some background about yourself and how your work relates to GaiaX. Yeah. Thankful. Thanks, Andreas. Happy to be here. Thanks to Tim and also Paul. I think it's a pleasure. We started together Gaia X. Um, it's um, obviously one year and a half. So um, yeah, to let me be honest, it's um, I jumped into that um, work to be um, responsible for driving digital transformation in government because um, we in Germany and especially in Europe we're lacking behind. Mm -hmm. And for um, myself, but also for SHARE, GAIA-X is one important initiative to drive digital transformation in Europe. And um, that chance we should all pack by hands and get into motion. Because um, uh, it's, it's one of the, the last chances, to my opinion, we should grab. Mm -hmm. 
and also so go and dig deep in the mud as you said to come and move meaning um, as you know me i was always very hard involved into the domain level meaning on a customer perspective to say okay what's what's new what do we have to do on innovation to drive these um, branches and here for especially perhaps let me let me highlight um, my issue I have on, 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 on a government and on a public um, sector level. Here we at the moment really lacking behind for Germany. We see that on the actual issues we have um, with COVID. We're really dealing with hard things where, yeah, where we're not in a digital move either on the process level nor on an automation level. So we're still in, yeah, in not automated processes, uh, dealing with big paperwork. And I think Gaia-X is an initiative to help companies transform very fast. So from a share side, we're involved, as I said, uh, on a political level to say, okay, we think this is an initiative to be supported from a digital transformation perspective, but we also involved in a hands-on level, as Andreas said. And therefore, we have like two dimensions. On the one hand, the domain issue, where we push the transformation in the branches, also for our customers. So this is one issue we um, yeah, support that initiative, especially on the side of public and government domain. And the other thing is to push it from a yeah, classical perspective of infrastructure as a service level, platform as a service level, and then on top that software as a service level to say from the technology stack. And there we see each um, us from a share side. We also um, have a company in our holding or in our ecosystem, which is dealing with an integration platform. So to our beliefs, the new world we're facing with can only be yeah, supported with new infrastructure as a service, new platform as a service, to be then able to develop these new initiatives and these smart services we are at the moment. Well, like thanks, Savina. And uh, you address one of these key points, uh, innovation. So when we talk about the public sector, uh, what is their understanding about innovation? It is just to, instead of print a document, just send it as PDF, or is it even more? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. So, uh, to be honest, um, as I started uh, to deal with them, I was like, yeah, this is f innovation for them. <laughs> so, actually, it was hard when we look, um, yeah they had problems to get into home office because they don't have any any laptops so we, we really come from infrastructure level there from a workplace level um, but as you mentioned when we talk about the processes it's it's definitely like that that you came from paperwork to digital to try to do that move but then in the second thing and i think that is what gaia x is aiming for to deal with the data in the processes. And from this point of view, we're really lacking behind from a mindset perspective. So governments and administrational work is far behind in thinking about how to collect data, how to analyze data in their processes. 
and then to develop new services based on that data. So as you said it, Andres, it's it's quite we have to do a mind shift in the digital. So, so you expect process. we are getting some gravity by talking about how to deal with data, how to build up business models or innovation based on data, for example. Is this also targeting the space yeah. around smart cities? And uh, is this uh, one use case for governmental or municipal services to, 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 to go more into this direction? What can we expect here? Yeah, yeah, basically, um, if you mentioned smart city, it's a good point. So for my, my point of view, um, public administration, but also economy must work together. So for my opinion, public services must be combined with classical economic services. In a smart city, this is a great example how to make that happen. So we're having like smart parking, we're having stuff where you can organize your home, your energy level. Maybe you got some information how and where to do sports, um, and to combine that with the classical service from the government to say, okay, she's moving from A to B and um, we make it easy um, with a formula. You don't have, even have to put that formula. We know you're living in that new house and everything else like utilities. Do you, do you, is this, you is this uh, kind of going in the direction where you see the citizen so, as a customer as well or rather as a customer? So where's the, where's the differentiation here? Um, I think this, the citizen is a customer and the mm. customer is expecting new kind of services. So we're having like services like we have it with Uber or we have it, um, for example, in restaurants, um, how you order something. And the government is offering services mm -hmm. which are yeah, like really old school, huh? as, as uh, Andrea said it. We have to do paperwork <laughs> to get in touch. Mm -hmm. And that um, makes it hard to believe in a government to keep that new vision. Mm -hmm. but, but, don't you think, but don't you think it will be maybe a start if the government so, would try to solve the problem that if you drive from Munich airport on the A9 to the center of the city, that they at least get a connectivity for your mobile phones before they start thinking about smart cities in Germany? Um, just, just because, I mean, it's a classic example. You drive on the A9, leave the airport, and boom, your mobile phone signal is gone while you're trying to call home and say, okay, you guys can put the food in the oven. Um, but, but speaking about the, the government and the files and the data, I, I actually have a personal example. Uh, so my mother worked in the, the government for 40, 45 years. She just retired. And um, a year and a half before her retirement, they, they gave them all computers and they said, okay, um, lovely old ladies, uh, you need to enter now all the data, which is the tax reports. Uh, into the system. Until that date, they were still used to have somebody come up with a trolley once a week and take the files down somewhere to the dungeons, um, <laughs> wherever they would disappear to. And I, I, I just think in, in Germany, this is, this is my opinion, <laughs> um, the biggest problem is we're quite innovative. We, we, we know what needs to be done, but I think the biggest problem is that by the time we finish dis discussing what has to be done and agreeing with all parties involved, um, we're already 10 years down the line and whatever technology we actually started discussing is already out of date. But um, maybe you have some input for that. What, what is your thoughts on that one? 
<laughs> Cheeky, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's really creepy. I, I think, um, um, as you said, we have also infrastructure topics. So in the last ten years, when we look at infrastructure, we missed it to invest there. No, we missed to yeah to put all that documents in an electronic format and so on. We missed it to yeah to push um, Wi-Fi uh, to be to be reachable and so on. So it's yeah big things getting together now with COVID. Huh? We have so many challenges, and to my opinion, it's not a solution to say okay, let's start with one, two, three. We have to do now it all together. We have to push that infrastructure level. We have to push that mindset change. And we have to push to generate these new services and data-driven services, even we don't have that process structure ready. Mm -hmm. Because if we do it step by step again, we will lose. Mm -hmm. So my, my, my key takeaway here is that the public government should take care that the citizens can drive and eat uh -huh. in a more convenient way. So this was... <laughs> So, this so is what not, only, here, not, not is, only digitize uh, yeah, the tax, but also story. maybe reduce the taxes altogether. No, sorry for that. Different story. Well, different story, <laughs> different story. But uh, different. Story. Uh, just Sabina, when uh, you said already, in this sense, we are also talking about data, and now we have this new emerging buzzword: data spaces. Um, Everyone is talking about it. No one has a definition. This is my perception so far. Uh, what do you think? Uh, is this uh, part of the data strategy on European level to, to move forward with data spaces? And do we have a more precise idea what this means uh, to, to bring this into an operational model? Mm -hmm. um, mm data spaces um, from a European level. I think we, we talk about that data spaces because behind that data spaces, we see the digital transformation of that sectors. Um, so the operational model would definitely be to develop these data spaces together with the different partners which can support to build them up. Um, the second thing would be to gain knowledge how to use that data spaces for innovation, meaning to help companies, startups, small and big companies to build services based on these data spaces. Um, the most challenging thing I don't know how you see it, um, is to collaborate and to put that ecosystem together to build these data spaces. Because to my, yeah, to my opinion and to what I see on a customer level, not only in the public area, but also in um, manufacturing, automotive, utilities, retail, Nobody wants to share data, at least, or it's easy making that transparent or trying to support the data space. So what, what is your idea to, to push that more mm -hmm. and to change that mindset, for example? Mm 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's, it's on the first hand, it's a multi-stakeholder process to establish a kind of willingness to share something, whatever this means, and also to establish some fair data sharing principles upfront. Because uh, I think it's, it's for the timing, it's less the technical consideration, how to establish it from, it's more to bring the people together. And I think this is the sense by the EU strategy to, 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 to outline various domains who should be capable to, to have a common understanding about their goals and what they would like to achieve by sharing data. And when this has been formulated, then we can dig into this as aspect how to operationalize such data spaces. And uh, mm -hmm. I think this is something where we should understand what, what, what is the contribution on behalf of Gaia-X to foster this, such an evolvement? Yes, yeah. Do you have any, any idea what, what are the key success factors to move forward for data-driven businesses? Mm -hmm. um, for, for my feelings, uh -huh, critical industries must make like a big commitment. I think um, as we had the automotive industry and the automotive alliance in the last digital um, summit in November, for me, that was a commitment of the industry to say, okay, we're all working together on bringing data together, bringing the people together, bringing the different stakeholders together. And to foster that more, I would really want a signal from government to say, okay, let's do it in some critical way to say governmental data on that area, in that process field, we bring it in. We build up a data space where administration can exchange data, where different parties are able to plug and play, to invent new services, mm -hmm, to push that trust. Mm -hmm. And to be as government or yeah, a leader or a lighthouse to to help people to trust in the infrastructure, but also in the data space. I can perhaps give a short example. We at Share we had a AI use case with um, um, uh, in a police um, section. So, and their data was a very very yeah, high level topic uh -huh. on, on sea level, they were like, oh my God, is it sure? Can we do that? How to do that? Mm -hmm. Do I feel comfy with it? Mm -hmm. And to, yeah, to break through more the boundaries from a behavior side, because a technical problem, to my opinion, it's not a technical technical topic. We can, we can solve so it's, that. It's still a mindset issue here. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah. we need to get a better understanding. But on the other side, they will be more familiar with this approach if they trust into the ecosystem approach that we have an appropriate governance around the data and also some technical means for tracking how to deal yeah, with just, data. Just a thought. So I think Tim, it's, you it's, add it's funny because um, the public sector seems to be so behind. But not so long ago, the government was the only one collecting data on a large scale. They wanted to know everything, statistical office, um, how old everything mm -hmm. is, how many people live there. They're the data collector uh, par excellence, right? So um, it's it's funny that <laughs> despite mm -hmm. this, they're, uh, they're, is, they're, they're in this state, yeah. isn't it? And now yeah. it's um, more 
the the companies private sector that that does it and uh, not so much the governance whereas but, but they have to turn it into an open data approach so if they really collect the data then it should serve for the citizens well. but what i what i find cool is that i can go to statistical so, office yeah. and download lots and lots of stuff so already so actually there there isn't so much work to be done it's really just to uh exemplify again that it's just a mindset issue really because the data is there the collection is happening the the the, the will to collect data is there right so uh Sabine, just a question from my side uh, what do you answer if someone asks you are you too late to start with gaia x so what is your answer on this question <laughs> we are late but we're not too late mm -hmm. And I would force everybody to join because we are just as good as we are with everybody outside there. Mm -hmm. well, my, my, my first answer is always, I don't care as long as we are advancing. And if we, as long as we move forward, I don't care mm -hmm. if we potentially are too late. So it doesn't <laughs> matter for me personally. Right, right. Because what, what is the alternative if you say, hey, stop it because you're too late, then we stay where we are. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this is not, <laughs> not something we should take. Uh, Andreas, to add to your question, I mean, um, f f what kind of companies or businesses uh, would you like to see more trying to get involved into GAIA-X? Where do you see a little bit of a lack at the moment in terms of participation? Would you, see, would you like to see more SMEs, medium-sized companies? Do you feel like the large corporations are just doing it to get a good PR gig out of it? Um, do you think it's, well, just openly, who, 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 who do you think is not involved enough at this point of time? Actually, the question is to both of you. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, but it's, it's still, uh, I, I think, um, I don't want to bash on the government because they really incubated, they really started uh, this, this work, uh, which is highly appreciated. But there are also a lot of these hardliners who say, uh, uh, no way, I'm not sharing anything with anyone uh, and I want to keep it as it is. Uh, and we, 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 I don't care about homeschooling, for example. I don't care about uh, uh, public services to register for the driver license and so on. Uh, just stay as we are. And I think this is one of the biggest problems here, this mind shift. And, probably, and we cannot wait uh, for the next generation to, to, to address it. We need to address it now. So this is uh, one of the challenging parts. But uh, on the other side, in terms of SME engagement, I think GAIA-X is perfectly prepared to engage SMEs because this is really where we want to have this additional uh, uh, effect that by the setting... Uh, the, the the boundary settings of GAIA-X and all the 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 the, the uh, addressing the homework for everybody, it should be much easier for an SME to promote his innovation mm -hmm. services, because they can rely on the stack below, uh, and they are not getting asked, are you already ISO 27001 certified or whatever, because most of the service delivery is managed by those who are really familiar with these requirements but if you really scope on the innovation service it should be much easier for startups and sme to to be part of this value chain from my point of view probably on uh, sabine what, what do you think yeah definitely but um to be a, to be a little bit more concrete i would say we have to speed up a little bit in bringing smes and startups in um because 
for my feeling, it's too less. Uh, we don't have such an innovative perspective and we're still um, discussing it partly too hard from a product perspective. We have to come more into a customer and end customer and innovation perspective. And therefore, I would um, yeah, definitely force startups to come in because they are, to my opinion, also the ones to change that mindset faster. Um, but nevertheless, I really appreciate yeah, the big ones, as we said, like with the Automotive Alliance, the SAP, uh, the Telecom and so on, how they did their commitment to say, OK, we do it. Uh -huh. But um, when we look at the, the government and the projects coming up, as you mentioned, I think in the beginning, um, Andreas, like IPSAI and also um, the different other initiatives, there we should have a deep look and um, that's also my my hope that i we would force cooperation on a sme and startup base especially to get an ai project and smart service projects yeah we we can just summarize there's a huge momentum and we need to orchestrate it we need to bring these things together because of course if they if we are asking us talking about investment in infrastructure and, and uh, Sabine you already addressed it we are lacking behind infrastructures mm -hmm. um, um, but at least uh, for for the for the key industries and the, and the key business areas we need a, a very clear interaction or a, a connection to the to the to the cloud backends and what we need to address is all these cloud edge continuum so where we have the cloud and the edge and 5g and the industry and the shop floors and whatever so this must be aligned and i think this is if you really move forward into this direction we bring up the infrastructure then i'm quite uh, confident that gaia x will leverage a huge push into the digital transformation for for Europe and to provide access to innovation. So but this is really it has to be orchestrated <laughs> step by step, and uh, uh, it, it's it's a it's a rolling system and uh, it, it need to be managed agile. As I recently also said, we, we cannot start a three years project and hope something better will be at the end of. We need to to reinvent and recheck our KPIs on a, on a quarterly base and, and, and uh, probably be capable to, 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 to refine our objectives and to, to rearrange uh, some, some priorities uh, and, and uh, try to, to make the mm -hmm. best out of Definitely. this momentum. Yeah, I, yeah I, I just can say, yeah, that's what you said, to orchestrate that. And um, perhaps to, to pick that orchestration point out, I would say the best thing for me would be um, to have a service portfolio in the end, very fast, as you said. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to have that in a year or somehow. It doesn't, it, so I don't care if it's not complete, but there must be a service portfolio where infrastructure as a service, platform as a service, and also some software as a service as we have it in perhaps different domains are available very soon. And to push then this uh, from a yeah, data perspective and innovation perspective, I think that makes it scalable. Anything else, yeah, as you said, would be yeah, difficult. Mm -hmm. Well, and Tim and Paul, this will stress <laughs> us ourselves because every month we need <laughs> to provide an update where we, where we need to indicate 
hey, we made a serious progress here. Uh, Andreas, don't worry, I'm taking notes time. with every single thing you're saying. And my highlight yeah, is going to yeah, be yeah, if yeah. something doesn't work out, I just replay your voice while you're committing to it. But uh, jokes aside, I, I think Gaia X is a great vision. It's a great project. It's nice to see that Europe comes finally together and tries to work on something as one big, um, how would you say, as one big family. Everybody's putting their work into it. And we really hope that it works out. Um, for the platform, I hope it, it works better than the McDonald's um, online system when you try to order <laughs> your food. <laughs> you shouldn't be ordering McDonald's anyway because you're, tra you're, you're training um, for the Ironman. <laughs> Not anymore because wow. everything is can everything is cancelled at the moment. So fingers uh, crossed, um, maybe America will happen. What, what about what uh, about the uh, monthly update on your Ironman training in our podcast? No, I don't think people want to hear that. Um, <laughs> but um, okay, as long as you're blaming yeah. yourself, I'm but, fine. But <laughs> I wanted to ask in terms of the platform: is there any is there any light at the end of the tunnel, Andreas? Now you need to make some sort of a statement here. Any light at the end of the tunnel? What, okay. what do you mean? Okay, so uh, what, what basically mean the portal which exactly. GaiaX was supposed to have up and running. If mm -hmm. I recall correctly, it was supposed to be up and running in the first quarter this year. Obviously, this... Yeah, yeah this has been said by the minister. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, this is clear for me, app, but we're, so. here, we're here to have an open discussion. <laughs> so this was an unrealistic time frame given because this was given by people that have no involvement in the project itself they just read some notes of some paper from some meeting exactly. where it's like um in like in the movie the the no wait, maybe i shouldn't say this anyways um so <laughs> so my question is now realistically do you see it happening um third fourth quarter this year something after the summer where people will be able to access something yeah yeah, no, uh, yeah, um, yeah, you're, yeah. There are already some use cases who are really just prototyping what can be expected, and this is already good to see. And uh, for, in terms of the federation services, we are targeting Q3, Q4 for a functional implementation of the first set of services, which are really around identity management and the catalog of services, uh, and then also some first approaches for sovereign data exchange. And uh, in parallel, we are talking to all these various use cases. And I think, as, as Sabina already outlined, just the, the, the message that the Automotive Alliance will be established, that we have this Agriculture Gaia-X project, that we are developing all the hubs uh, in Europe yeah. uh, for various domains, for example, Luxembourg for finance and space and the Netherlands for supply chain and industry and so on and so forth. I think this is really the momentum. And uh, uh, by this, this will be a, a self-enforcing system. Everyone is really pushing into, uh, mm. and we just need to, to find this level of alignment. Um, and uh, um, at the end of the day, it's a joint exercise. So no one should expect someone is taking care to deliver me everything uh, on, a, on, a, on a silver tablet. Uh, everyone should take his own obligation mm. and, and contribute and work together on these goals. And uh, in parallel, we, we, we really appreciate also the funding by the government to incubate this approach and also the alignment of the member states in terms of next generation. Uh, they already tried it six or seven years ago and it didn't work. No, it's, it's completely different. Everyone is really aiming for a joint approach. And, and I think this is very good for Europe, at least, uh, to, 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 to get a better joint understanding and also to understand 
we can progress much faster if we share some areas together. If we, if we bring our expertise together, if we don't uh, always look, where is my IP, where is my advantage, uh, just, just do something which is on a common shared basis Definitely. and then let's go from there. I think, um, as you mentioned, we already reached a lot. So, um, as you said, from an architecture perspective for the federated services and nevertheless, also the domains. So basically, um, perhaps to give you an update there, at the moment we have like nine domains gaining user requirements, gaining to force corporations, collaborations to build up their data spaces. And as Andrea said, we have at least, to my opinion, nine um, foreign hubs um, beside the German hubs, one of the Benelux, France, Italy, Austria, Finland, Sweden, um, where in Europe people are getting started to bring um, yeah, their um, their expertise in and their motivation in. And that is really great. Um, end of 2020, I think there are more than 20 Gaia-X hubs planned. So this is a number where we can deal with and this is also the speed we are going in. Therefore, um, also to my opinion, the um, reception out of Europe to come to, um, yeah, to the US or South Korea or Japan, I think, um, I got an, yeah, I don't know, the MIT Technolo Technology Review, they, they brought in a an, an article about Gaia-X in December. So that was for me also a key to say, okay, if they're talking about it, it's important. So we're not, yeah, it's, it's running mm -hmm. and we're not giving up and it can't be, yeah, the initiative is in place mm -hmm. and uh, further going. So, um, I think that's... I mean, even the uptime punks are talking yeah. about it, so that's how important yeah. it is. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this forecast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, to, just to add to this one, um, we, because we, we're discussing with various people around the world always in our episodes, and GaiaX is coming through on many different channels now. Um, I mean, even back in uh, Singapore, a couple of people are asking questions about GaiaX because people want to get involved because they see this sort of the... Um, I had somebody reach out who is a large data center operator, for example, out in Asia, and they reached out and said, hey, um, how can we get involved? Who do we need to speak to? And all of these things, because people are seeing it sort of as the entry ticket into Europe, meaning that they can um, be on a competitive platform with the European providers as well with the American mm. providers. And basically, you um, you create a fair market share, should we put it like this, and transparency. And I think that's the wonderful thing about Gaia-X. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this is in a nutshell. On that note, any last words from you guys? Because time is of the essence. <laughs> <laughs> well, failure is not an option, so let's keep this. As, it must be a moonshot, and we're on it. <laughs> Great stuff. Okay, see you next time in a month. Uh, it was lovely to have you, and uh, I'm impatiently waiting for my login details for the GaiaX portal. Uh, jokes aside, it was great to have you, and um, see you soon. Thank you. Thanks, you. Tim. Thank Thanks, you. Paul. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Good morning Europe, your Gaia-X updates, live from London, by the Uptime Punks and Echo.